Inspiration, now in session. Inspire God's people, the podcast. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? Why do I have a podcast? We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. God's people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggle to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your genes. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I'm your host, Jay Will. Welcome to episode one of Inspire God's People, the podcast. That's right. I have a podcast. Now, honestly, I don't know how we got here. It makes no sense to me, but I'm going to make the best of this thing. And my biggest goal is to make sure that this journey lasts more than one week. You know what I mean? It's like nothing would be more embarrassing than to start a podcast and end the podcast on the exact same episode. So look, goal number one, like just right out the gate, let's just last more than one week. You know what I mean? So if you could share this with someone, uh, tag them in it, tell them about it. I want you to get to the point where you sharing my stuff in real life. Like I want you to just treat real life like social media. I want you in line next to people like, hey, yo, what's up, bro? I've been following you for the last five minutes. And I want to know if you know about this podcast by Jay Will called Inspire God's People. You looking kind of rough today, like you might need a little inspiration in your life. So we're going to go ahead and set you straight right out the gate. You going to get this inspiration. You are going to get this inspiration. I can't speak in other languages, so I just do the accent. You feel what I'm saying? If you can't speak the language, just hit them with the accent, and that pretty much let them know what I'm saying. I'm saying regardless of whether you're white, black, Latino, uh, African, Jamaican, no matter what you are, if you tuned in to this podcast, you going to get that inspiration. Democrat, Republican, you can get it too. Rich, Poe, I do this for you. Everybody going to get that inspiration. And I can tell you off rip, if you really give me your ear, oh, we going to change some lives. Like, we not just going to talk about it. We going to really make sure that we give you some, some, some information, some, some, some inspiration. I'm doing a salsa right now. Ah, some inspiration. Ah, We going to give it to you. And if you apply it with wisdom, with faith, with patience, trusting in the Lord, with sound doctrine, then I really, really believe that your life can be changed forever. So now that that's out of the way, I have quite a few things that I want to cover today. First things first, I figure it only makes sense to let's talk about why do you start something? Since I'm finding myself here recording the first episode of my podcast that's hopefully going to make it past one week, right, people? It's going to make it past the week. Say it with me. It's going to make it past the week because we're going to share it and we're going to tell people about it, okay? I'm trying to program you right now to share my podcast. I'm just joking, but I'm kind of not joking we're always being programmed. 
So anyway, why did I start this podcast? Well, it's a really long journey, and I'm not going to take you through every small detail, but hopefully over the course of this podcast, you'll be able to pick up bits and pieces of how I got to where I am today. What made me think the way that I think today? What type of changes that I make? All of those type of things that will hopefully help you and will be very practical and easy to apply. It's like this. Everything that I'm going to talk about on this whole podcast, for however long it lasts, is just like lotion. Listen, lotion in a bottle, it's a beautiful thing. They put little stickers on it, little labels. They put all the words on there. Soothes dry skin. Relief 24 hours a day. Cocoa butter. Shea butter. They put all that stuff on it. You go buy the lotion and bring it home. But guess what? If you don't take that lotion and rub it on them ashy ankles and apply it to them elbows, that lotion means nothing. It loses its value, right? It's like the whole purpose of lotion is to, is to, to lather you up and to make you look all shiny and smooth and glisten, right? If you take lotion and rub it on a steak, you're l using lotion all wrong in like defeating the purpose. Ah, there we, defeating the purpose. Speaking in the accent again, that's how I felt why I started this, how I got to where I am today. Why did I start something? It's because each and every day walking with the Lord, reading the word, praying, trying my best to live for the Lord, I find that I get closer and closer to my purpose. I'm that bottle of lotion that each day is just walking. And every day I'm realizing, oh, I belong on ankles. I belong on ashy elbows because I make ashy elbows glisten. You start something when you find your purpose. You know what my purpose is? I just found my purpose two years ago. Inspire God's people. That's it. It's simple. Whatever I do, it doesn't matter if I'm rapping. It doesn't matter if I'm doing a podcast. It doesn't matter if I'm at the grocery store talking to the clerk. Everything that I do, I want to inspire God's people. Not just because that's what I want to do, but as I search through the word, as I pray, as I walk with God, I realize that that's what he created me to do. That's what's in me. That is the natural thing that God put in me working towards its natural purpose. I am lotion on an ashy elbow when I'm inspiring God's people. All right? So here's another reason I started this podcast. Because I read a lot of books and I'm the type of person, I come from poverty. I grew up in poverty, but I always wanted to be successful always wanted to make it out of that. But in my desire to be successful, by the grace of God, he's always kept me grounded enough to not be the type of person that just wants success by any means necessary. 
So I'm not your get rich or die trying type dude from the hood. I'm the get rich or stop trying to get rich if it get too tight out here type of person. Like, if it look like I'm going to die, then I'm no longer trying to get rich. <laughs> and you can take looking like you want to die as a metaphor. If it's looking like I'm not pleasing God, if it's looking like I'm falling into sin over here, you know what? Let me take a step back. I'm not the get rich or die trying type of homie. I'm the get rich kind of sort of to it look like God ain't pleased type person. And so throughout this process of my life and reading books and wanting to be successful and trying things and failing and all of those things, one thing that I realized as I found my purpose, I realized, man, a lot of the books I'm reading, um, a lot of classes that I've taken, everything is geared towards success, right? Even Christian things, even churches now, it's all about like prosperity and success and you're going to make it. You're going to do a good job. I believe in you. It's like watching Sesame Street. And it was through this process that I realized that there's a void. There's a void for people who actually want to be successful, but only want to be successful as long as it's aligning with God's will. People who are creative, people who make music, people who are photographers, people who are entrepreneurs, people who work in the corporate business world. There are people that want, yeah, you want to be successful. You want to feel good about yourself. You want to go and get a job and make money and do those type of things. But you're not willing to do those things if you have to compromise who you are as a Christian. And that's when I realized that my purpose is just not to inspire, right? Because there's a lot of people that are inspiring. You can go and read 100 books. Like There are all these inspirational things or motivational things in the world that's geared towards entrepreneurs and geared towards blacks and geared towards this and geared towards that, right? But I needed something that was geared towards me as a child of God. And so that's how we got here. That's why I created a platform called Inspire God's People. And that's why a lot of the things you'll see coming from me from now on will be built on the foundation of inspiring God's people. It's just simply my purpose, man. Yo, 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 Jay, what up? What whoa, up? Whoa, where did you come from? Wh what are you doing? I'm doing a podcast. Oh, my bad. I'm interrupting you. Yeah, you're interrupting me like in the middle of the first episode of my podcast. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I mean, I knew you were doing it because you asked for some questions. And I actually was coming because this young lady had a question for you on Twitter. All right. What you got, man? All right. At I am K Matt. She says this Christianity in relation to being wealthy and successful. A lot of people have mixed feelings about wealthy slash successful people who preach the gospel. I want to hear your thoughts. So, Jay. Yeah. What do you have to say? The people want to know. All right. All right, people. Um, that's a pretty dope question, first and foremost. So I appreciate that one. If you're going to interrupt me, then come in here with a good question. So good job, Lavelle. <laughs> Thank you. Um, great question, because here's what happens. 
when it comes to wealth, especially from a pastor or a preacher, what ends up happening when you're talking wealth, you're talking success, there's kind of a key word that gets people going right here. Uh Uh-oh. Prosperity. (laughs) Oh, they don't like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Here's the reason that a lot of people don't like that word. It's because a lot of times prosperity is preached from an imbalanced place. All right. Now, I think imbalance is a word. If it's not a word. It is now. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> um, so what ends up happening is people preach that. And a lot of times they're talking success. They're talking about prosperity. They're talking about your dreams and your goals. And they forget to include the Bible. <laughs> and so what ends up happening is when you approach things like success or finances and things from a biblical perspective, mm-hmm. there brings a lot of balance to it. And if you take that biblical perspective out, then what you have is a person only chasing their dreams or only making money, only looking for success. Mm-hmm. And what happens is that's an extreme position. Mm-hmm. So then there's the other side of the coin. A lot of times extreme positions cause people to take a another extreme position. All right. All right. So all right, person preached nothing but prosperity turns me off because I feel like that's not in the Bible that way. Mm-hmm. Then I go and say, "Nope, all money is bad." Uh, so now I'm just living in poverty in a cave somewhere. Because I heard some prosperity teaching and I didn't like it. And so that caused me to be the exact opposite of prosperity. Mm. So would it be safe to say that we should probably define our terms? 100%. What is success? I remember on one of your CDs, you actually wrote a song called Success. True. And um, you got to help me out with the lyrics. I know you said, I made my money legal. And just. Yes. Whatever I do, I'm going to give it my best. That's That's what what I I call call success. success. Yeah. 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 So it's that idea, like you're saying, it's me defining what success is to me Mm -hmm. and what I believe success looks like from a biblical perspective. And I think that's really important because let's look at Philippians chapter four, right? Okay. You have this situation where it's talking about, I can be a base. I can be a bound. I can have a little, I can have a lot, but I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Mm. So what ends up happening is for people who are only about prosperity, they'll do anything to get prosperity. Mm. The Bible preaches against that type of thinking, right? It preaches against that type of greed, a person who will, you know, kill, they will steal, right? You, you have people getting cars stolen every day or mm-hmm. robbed because there are people out there that say, look, I want success so bad. I want a nice car so bad that I'm going to take that from you. Well, that's not biblical. So we have to be careful not to tell people just to go after things by any means necessary. Success from a biblical perspective for me would look like, hey, yes, I want to have nice things. I don't want to be in poverty my entire life because I grew up in poverty, right? But success for me would be I drive a nice car and I didn't do anything shady to get it. Ah. I gave it my best. I worked hard, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't steal it. I didn't do a crooked business deal to get this car. 
And then on the flip side, success would also look like I drive a horrible car, Mm -hmm. but I have my integrity, my Uh, character. I'm living for Christ. mm -hmm. So that's this idea of I can do all things. I'm not defined by success. I'm not defined by money or those things. I can be either or. Yes, I want, I have goals. I want to be something. Um, I want to drive a nice car, but I know at the end of the day that a nice car is not worth giving up on God. Yeah, and I, and I think it's really important. That was really, really good what you said because you took the scripture in Philippians within its context. What was Paul talking about? Exactly. People use that scripture. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens right. me, but they're not looking at the fact that what you just said, that he was saying I could be a base, I could be, you know, all of these diff- this this contrast going on. But yet, in all these things, he still said I can do all things. And I think the key word there is through Christ. Yeah, that I mean, you 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 said it. It's about the context, sound doctrine. Yeah, and it's about taking the scripture for what it's actually saying and not inserting a new definition within the scripture just because I have a selfish ambition um, to either be wealthy or to be poor, because I think people desire both because both can represent comfort zones, depending on where you come from. You know, I think you should use this on your podcast. (laughs) You know what, man, (laughs) will you please exit stage left? Yes. And I'm sorry for interrupting you, but just to let you know, I will periodically be doing this. my Oh my gosh. I got to deal with you, man. All right. Uh, We got to move on to something else. You know what? As a matter of fact, now is a good time to show some love to our sponsor. Today's show, the very first episode of Inspire God's People. This is a historic moment, our very first sponsor. It is sponsored by Mikadish Marketing. That's right. If you saw the logo, the Inspire God's People logo with the royal royal blue, got to get my words right when I'm showing love to Mikadish. I thought I was going to mess up on the Mikadish part. I'm messing up normal words like blue. You know what? It's all good. Don't judge me, and I won't judge you. Mikadish Marketing. They hooked up the logo for us. Professional. Um, This company is owned by Christina Williams. And you know what? If you need a logo, some type of marketing or branding uh, for your company, then I want you to hit up Christina and tell her that we sent you. And the email is M-K-A-D-D-E-S-H marketing at gmail.com again that's m k a d d e s h marketing at gmail.com i feel like a cheerleader right now and i am a cheerleader for mikadish marketing and you should be too oh every day wasted a day that you could have did something every day silent a day that you could have said something the paint from the brush hits the canvas Jesus walks out his sand, hitting the sandals. Oh, man, I almost zoned out. Y'all can't play with me like that. That's one of my favorite songs. Dream Traveler, I love that song. Um, That's from my God Knows My Art album. If you don't have that album, then what's wrong with you? I need answers. I need you to talk back to the speakers. Tell me what's wrong with you. I can't hear you, but, but somebody can. You can hear yourself, can't you? You need to know what's wrong with you. You don't have my album. Anyway, let's move on with this show. Let's talk about something really important. That's what we're going to do right now. We're going to talk about some important stuff 
to hopefully help you through some situations and um, get you jump started towards where God needs you to be. Or if you're already on that path, just reinforce what you are already doing. Or if you're you've been on that path and you need a little help along the way just to be a buddy and a pal, a buddy and a pal on the way. So listen, buddies and pals. We're talking about starting something and it literally just crossed my mind. I wasn't even planning on talking about this, but I want to share with you guys how I started reading the Bible. Now, when I talk about starting reading the Bible, I know as Christians, especially reading the Bible should be a part of our daily life. It should be something that is pretty normal, right? But if we're being honest with ourselves, what's supposed to be and what is doesn't always line up. So I was a Christian who was, let's call it familiar with the Bible, meaning I knew popular scriptures. I was aware of the Bible. I actually read it from time to time, but I didn't really know how to read the word in the proper context. And to be honest, I wasn't even really aware that it was that necessary. So fast forward or rewind back to 2013 and my homeboy Lavelle, he hit me up and he was like, yo, Jay, do you want to do this Bible plan and read the Bible in a year? And my first reaction, please don't judge me. Um, I, I laughed in his face. Let's just keep it a hundred. Let's, let's just be real about it. I literally laughed. You know why I laugh? Because it was funny. It's funny when someone asks you to do something that you know good and well you're not about to do. At least I didn't think I was about to. So here's what happened. Lavelle asked me. I laugh at the guy. The reason I laughed is because I was afraid. Let's be real. It's scary to think about doing something that's not easy. So I laughed and I didn't do it. And about three or four months went by. And the Bible TV series comes on, you know, whatever network that was, just ironically, I guess, the year that I'm going to say I'm not reading the Bible. They have this show called The Bible that comes on TV. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. I'm still not reading it. But something happened. All of a sudden, my wife finds interest in this show. And she doesn't just want to watch the show, but she wants to read the Bible along with the show. So I'm like, man, like, OK, this is new because she's more like me. She's not like your uh, wake up in the morning Bible reader person at the time that this happened in 2013. I'm just keeping it a hundred with you. I got to be honest with y'all, man. You know what I'm saying? Got to tell y'all the story how it is. Everybody is the hero in their own story. But that's not necessarily how this one goes. I don't know. I'll probably be pretty heroic by the time it's over. But anyway. Moving along, um, my wife has this bright idea to read the Bible along with the show. So me being um, the super saved husband that I am, I join in along with her. But it was throwing me off because I'm like, man, we're starting off like now that I'm reading it with the show, it's kind of like now for the first time I have the thought maybe I should go to the beginning and read it in chronological order. because. All along, Lavelle's reading the word. Of course, he's hitting me up, texting me at different times. Hey, man, this scripture said this, this, this. I'm looking like, bruh, 
I ain't never read that before in my life. I don't know what they said in First Samuel. I don't know what you talking about. Um, if it ain't a popular scripture, I don't know it, fam. So you could text your other friends. Oh, sorry, you ain't got no other friends. So you could just keep texting me and I can keep ignoring you. All right. That didn't really happen that way, but it sounded good. So I just let it flow. You know what I'm saying? Just let it flow. All right. Back to the story. So now I have this situation where not because I wanted to start, but just because I was being in my mind, a good husband and going down this journey with my wife and starting to read with her, we start reading the Bible with the show. Eventually the show stops. So now I'm like, man, I've started reading in a way that I'd never read before. I didn't start in chronological order, but now I want to. So I was a little reluctant, but I went ahead and gave it a try. And 15 months later, your boy finished the 12 month Bible plan. And I was excited about it. It's funny though, because something that I was reluctant to start, was afraid to start, really had every excuse in my mind not to start. It ended up being one of the very things that defines who I am today as a person. Here I am, what, five years later now, almost six years later, and everything that I am today points back to 2013, the year that I read the Bible. The year that I took a small step and it ended up being one of the biggest steps that I ever took in my life. And the reason that I'm sharing this with you right now is that there are small decisions that you're making today, things that you're deciding to start or things that you're running from and deciding not to start. And those decisions that seem and feel small today are going to have everlasting effects on your life. It'll be five and 10 years from now, and you'll be looking at everything that you're doing and you'll say, I'm doing all of this because of that, or I'm missing out on all of that because of this. Regardless of which one it is, whether you started or ran from it, I'm telling you, these little decisions that we make, good or bad, I've been on both sides of them myself, where you look back through the line and you're like, wow, this one day, this one time that I started something, that I opened the door or that I closed the door, it led to all of this. And I'm telling you, back in 2013, when I read the Bible, when I said I'm not reading any other books, when I spent time and night in bed just reading, reading, reading more than I've ever read before in my life, every single thing that I'm doing now, both personally, professionally, in my marriage, uh, in my friendships, I'm looking and I'm saying, if I skip that step, I don't get to this. And I mean it. And, and let me give you a few examples to make it make sense. One day when I was in Proverbs, I'm reading through chapter 12. I get to verse 24 and my life instantly changes. It reads, work hard and become a leader, be lazy and become a slave. I was blown away. I'm like, what? Wait a minute. Work hard and become a leader, be lazy and become a slave. I'm telling y'all, it was like the most crazy things happening in my head. I ended up starting a hashtag on Twitter called death to laziness. And you can actually go on there and search right now on Twitter. Just search the hashtag death to laziness and you'll see some of the first tweets from 2013, 14 and 15 
where I was just tweeting about death to laziness. It was like the only thing on my mind because I was working so hard and it went from a hashtag. I preached a sermon called death to laziness and I started a fashion brand called Bellwether Fashion. I know y'all know about Bellwether. Come on, man. A Bellwether is a leader. Work hard and become a Bellwether. Be lazy and become a slave. Everything that I was doing was starting to be built around the word of God and the ideas and things that I was finding in his word. And the best thing about it is that these ideas were built on sound doctrine, right? That's why I had an album called Sound Doctrine. And I had a song. The first single from Sound Doctrine is Death to Laziness. And the name of the song, the hashtag is in the song. Like I shot a video, Death to Laziness. You can look it up on YouTube. And my, my whole point is like, I was doing all these things. And I remember in March, 2014, when I released the death to laziness shirts, it was so crazy because that was just, I was just blown away at how much it was selling. Like I remember the first month I sold a hundred, over a hundred shirts when they came out in March and now they were shipped. I shipped death to laziness to Africa and the Netherlands and everywhere in the US. I mean, like Texas, Florida, um, California, like I still love y'all for buying all of those shirts and supporting what I was doing and supporting what I was walking out and living out the word that God was starting to place in me. I'm trying my best to get you to see the importance of starting something and starting the right thing and the importance of reading the word. Like there's so much fruit in reading the word, so many ideas that the Lord can give you, so many mistakes that he can protect you from, so many changes that you can make, but you have to start and you can't be afraid of failing because guess what, man, out of all the things I started, all the things I've done, I failed so much. I feel like I failed at least two times as much as the average person and every success that I have, every success that I'm still going to have. Everything that I've done is because I've never been afraid to fail. I'm not going to say never, but I learned how not to be afraid to fail. Saying that I've never been afraid to fail is a stretch and a reach. And so, um, yeah, let's not say never, Jay. Note to self, don't say never. And so just from reading the word, I start studying laziness and and I just I just really went hard after it. And, and I want you guys to know that laziness is a battle. It's, it's not something that you just defeat one day. It's not something that you could just say, oh, I graduated from laziness. Right. It's something that you have to kill every single day. And then you start thinking about the word of um, deny your flesh. You can't just deny your flesh one time and think that you're good. Right. It's the same way with laziness. You have to kill lazy every single day. Go to sleep, wake up, kill it again. Because laziness is going to be there every day. And one of the ways you kill laziness is you have to have a plan. You need goals in your life. I tell people all the time, there is no way that you make a mistake and fall to the top of the mountain. Like, it just doesn't happen that way. When you think about it, yeah, you could fall down, but you don't fall up. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to fall to the top. Like, oh my God, oh my God, look, look at, how did I get up here? How did I become successful? It doesn't work that way. If you want something good in life, you have to be willing to work for it. 
work hard and become a leader, be lazy and become a slave. I didn't say that. That's Proverbs 12, 24. I'm going to keep saying it. Death to laziness. So we got to get you to the point where you're writing down goals. I know that some people struggle with these type of things because they think, oh, that that doesn't really work. That, that That's not going to get me anywhere in life. Or maybe you too cool for that. Like you think you a little too swagged out to write down some goals. And I'm telling you, you're only selling yourself short. But I will say this, though. I think it's an art to writing out goals. Some people have what I call unrealistic expectations. When you're writing out goals, you don't need to go and start writing out stuff that you could never do. Like I would never have as a goal right now that I want to be seven feet tall. Well, how are you going to do that, Jermaine? I mean, tape some ladders to your legs, maybe. I don't know. But I, I don't expect to wake up tomorrow and be Shaq, right? So I need some realistic expectations. The other reason that realistic goals are important is because you need to set goals that you can actually achieve so that you can check them off and, and accomplish something and move on to the next level. Don't try to get the level 10 and you haven't even gotten to level one. And one of the things that can help you is short-term goals and long-term goals, like a healthy mix of them. You know, that's kind of what works for me is like, so I want these goals that are stepping stones to a larger long-term goal. I can remember um, really just two years ago, I've done one vision board before. That's not even really necessarily my thing, vision boards, but I had to speak at this vision board event and, you know, if I'm going to speak there, I definitely want to participate in it. And it's not that I don't believe in them. It's just not something that I've historically done. So, you know, I went all in. My wife and I, she was there with me and we did a vision board and I put a mix of things on there. Some were short term visions, things that I could actually see happening. And then there were some things on there that were just kind of like, I don't know, like I'm going to throw it on there. I, I can't really see it, but I'll tell you this much. I'm willing to work for it. And I'll say this, like, I don't think you should have any goal that you're not willing to work for because that's like, that's just fake. You know what I mean? Like why say you want something and you're not willing to put in the effort that it takes to get it. Before the disciples followed Jesus, he told them to count up the costs, like count up what it's going to take for you to walk down this path and don't become a person that just talk a lot and say what you're going to do and, you know, what, what you, what's going to happen next year. And then when we get to next year, it's like, man, what happened to those new year resolutions? That's not, I'm not really a new year resolution type. I'm going to say that, like. I'm a new day resolution. Start it right now. It doesn't take the calendar to flip for us to become like uh, renew, have a renewed mind, right? You, you need to have a Romans 12 mentality of being transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's time to renew that mind. Renew that mind. Get rid of your old thinking. Let it go because it didn't get you anywhere. You, you, it didn't, you didn't win the championship with your old mindset. I think too many times in life, we try to skip the process. We try to skip the work because the work isn't fun. 
but it's the work that builds your character and helps you understand the value of whatever it is you have. I think it's hard to keep something if you didn't work for it because you don't understand the value. You don't understand what it means to have to earn it. Think about it. Hard work gives you experience. So many people these days are trying to be leaders without working hard because they want a handout. And I'm here to tell you, whoever you are listening, that a handout could be the worst thing to ever happen to you because handouts speed up the process on the front end. So you feel like you made it. You feel real good about yourself. But they slow everything down on the back end. It's like those people that win the lottery, right? You know, we all hear about it. You win $100 million, $50 million, whatever it is, and you lose it within five years? That doesn't even make sense when you think about it. How can someone blow $50 million in five years? It's because they didn't work for it. They just got lucky and won it. And the thing is, when you get lucky and win something, you get the thing, but you don't get the character and the work ethic and all of the values and morals that working for something brings a person. So you have that finished result, but you don't have any of those things that are going to allow you to keep it. And unfortunately, this is why people who play the lottery and win end up broke within those five years is because they don't know what it takes to earn that. And I don't want y'all to be like that. And I don't want to be like that. And it's about inspiring and encouraging each other and focusing on the word, N nothing but the word. Like this is all by how, the, the way I got here was strictly the Bible. Believe it or not, I tuned everything else out. I don't even listen to other preachers. I, I go to church and go to my church and that's it. I don't YouTube preachers. I don't have five pastors and a bishop on the side. Like I, I don't I don't put everything in my head because I feel like we're like computers just constantly downloading information into ourselves. And you have to be careful where you're getting that information from. And one of the things that you're going to have to try to do, I believe, in order to be successful is be a little more single minded. The Bible says a double minded man is unstable in all his ways. Right. So some of us are looking for a word from so many places and so many people that we can't even apply the word that we're getting. So, you know, I'm not saying I have to be that person. I'm just saying you have to make a decision. So, hey, they are in my ear telling me that we got to move on to something else. So let's keep this thing let's moving, keep this man. Thing moving man. Thing All right, people, this segment is called What in the World? I'm only going to explain it one time because it's the first episode and I feel like I have to over explain everything so you know what's going on. But if you ask me what is what in the world after this, then I'm just going to refer you back to episode one. All right. So what in the world is simply things that I see or things that happen to me as I'm out in the world. But look, first, I got to hit you with this smooth intro music. What? What? Sidebar, that is from unreleased music I recorded maybe four years ago. 
The song is called Everybody Does It. Of course, it's produced by the homie Red. Maybe one day we'll release it. But anyway, so what in the world is up with cashiers or workers in department stores or just people at work, period, who don't want to do their job? Okay, this really happened to me the other day. I went to the music store looking for new headphones. Pretty simple. So the first thing about me is I will literally take five hours or five days to make a choice on a selection in a store. So what you don't understand is before I walked into this store, I have literally studied headphones for a week. I have literally watched a hundred YouTube reviews comparing different headphones literally for a week. So I'm tired at this point. I just want to get some headphones and get out of here now that I made my decision. So what happens? I make my decision and I notice that, oh man, the headphones that I want are out of stock on the shelf. Anybody who's been in this situation know what question I'm about to ask this guy at the front counter. This is what we all want to know when something is empty on the shelf. We want to know, okay, is it empty, like gone empty? Or is it like empty, but it's some in the back and because you lazy, you haven't restocked the shelf and I might have a chance that I could still get these headphones. So I walked up to the counter being respectable and the nice guy that I am. Excuse me, sir. Um, I'm looking at these headphones over there. First of all, he doesn't look interested at all that I want these headphones in the first place, to be honest, okay? This guy has no interest in actually doing his job. So, I'm like, um, yeah, the headphones are over there, since you didn't move when I said headphones, okay? So, hey, the headphones over there, um, they're empty on the shelf, sir. Does that mean that you guys are out of them? Do you know what his reply was? He said, probably so. <laughs> wait a minute. Hold up. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I asked you a question that needs a real life answer. You like, you really at work right now. Do you realize you're getting paid right now, right? So he said, probably so. Meaning, if they're not on the shelf, they're probably gone. Which also means that you don't really want to go in the back to see if they're there because you are not interested in ringing me up. Okay, so I hit him back with a simple question. I was like, um, so is there a way for you to like find out for sure? Because y'all got to understand, like, I don't want to wing it at this point. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I've spent a week trying to decide which headphones I want. And now that I made a decision... I got this situation where the, the one headphone that I want out of 100 headphones in this store is all of a sudden not on the shelf. And you're telling me that they're probably gone. Okay? So, I, again, sir, is there a way for you to find out for sure? Because probably, listen, guys, probably isn't going to do it when you want something in life. Okay? So, of course, he's like, oh, yeah, let me just sit here for three seconds and type in these headphones, show me the ones you want. And then I have an inventory because there's this thing called, called a computer 
where I could type it in and, and the inventory comes up and tells me, yes, oh yeah, it looks like we do have a couple of pairs. Oh wow, look at this. <laughs> so you told me probably not or prob whatever, they're probably gone a couple minutes ago after three seconds of work. Um, now you find out they're there. And so then I'm looking like he didn't move. I'm like, yeah, I, I actually want them. Like, I want the headphones. So he goes back to the back, comes back up with the headphones, sits them down. Then there's another guy that has a question. While he's ringing me up, this is like just an interesting situation because I have extreme patience. This is something that has happened to me over time. I wasn't always like this necessarily. But for some reason, I have extreme patience now. So this is where it gets real interesting. The guy stops ringing me up because I had two things. He rang up one thing, stops, asks the other guy what's his question. And then he's like multitasking now. He stops ringing me up. He's talking to this guy. But this was the most interesting part to me. He also had no interest in really answering this guy's question. So he's literally lazy multitasking right now. Like he's being lazy towards me. This guy's asking about a microphone and he's being lazy in answering this guy. But he's like a lazy superhero because you couldn't just be regular lazy and be lazy towards one person. You're literally helping two people at the same time and being lazy towards them. This is how bad it got. It got to the point where the guy was taking so long to answer the microphone guy's question that I started answering the microphone guy's question. I started, I actually sold him the mic. Like I told him which one he needs and so on and so forth. So we eventually both walked out as semi-happy customers. What's the moral of the story? Don't be a lazy superhero. I don't know this guy. I don't even think the guy ringing us up was a bad person. I don't think he had an issue with anybody for any specific reason. I literally think that his issue was him. It was his attitude, the way that he comes to work. Maybe he's not happy with his job. Maybe he views himself through the title of a job. What I do know about a lot of people, and I used to be like this, we tend to think that I'm going to halfway do it while I have a quote unquote halfway job in my mind. And then if I get a promotion or if I become the manager or something, all of a sudden I'm going to turn on all of this effort that doesn't even exist in me. What's my point? Regardless of where you start at, regardless of what you do, it doesn't matter if you're a cashier. I've been a cashier several times in my life. Regardless of what you do, Put forth great effort because it can be that effort that you're putting forth as a cashier that's causing someone to look at you and consider you for management. And then you got some people that's like, oh, no, well, I don't have to do good at this job because I'm going to be an entrepreneur, this, that and the other. Well, you think if you can't be good, a good cashier that you're somehow going to run an entire business by yourself, what you should be doing is looking at how they're running that organization and taking notes and saying, okay, this is how I need to run my business. But here's the big question. Would you hire you? Imagine you own a company. 
and you had to interview yourself for a job. Knowing everything you know about yourself, the work ethic or the lack thereof, the passion or the lack thereof, the commitment, the dedication, the effort, knowing everything you know about yourself, would you hire you? Or can you honestly look at yourself and say, I'm a lazy superhero. I'm not ready for the next opportunity yet because truth be told, I'm not taking advantage of where I am. And I can't be pleasing God by halfway using the breath that he gave me today, halfway using the opportunity that he gave me. See, laziness is the fruit of ungratefulness because I truly believe that when you understand the opportunity that God gave you today, like just by waking us up this morning, it's hard for you to halfway do it when you know that it's not going to be here forever. Today is the youngest you will ever be. Don't waste your time being a lazy superhero. Don't let your job title define you. Don't wake up and tell yourself, I'm going to do better when I get better. No, get better now. Do it now. Be, listen, this is why we have to do better now is so that we could be prepared for the opportunity when it gets there. Because when, when the doors open and the opportunity comes, guess what? It's too late to prepare. You have to be ready. And I think that's just an issue that we all face at some point in our lives. So it's okay if you're there now, but you have to at some point look yourself in the mirror. Look at yourself and say, look, I'm halfway doing it. I'm taking the easy way out because I don't want to go to the back and grab the headphones. And the worst part about it is all the people we could help if we weren't lazy. If we just went to the back and grabbed the guy the headphones, maybe he could do his podcast. Maybe she could listen to her favorite music on a plane. Something that means nothing to us means everything to someone else. So look, man, don't be a lazy superhero and don't allow your current situation to define you. All right. All right. Listen, we talked about a lot of great things today. We talked about purpose and getting started and the things that stop us from getting started. And I want us to be in the right mindset moving forward. So we're going to ask Lavelle to come back and pray for us. And just um, ask God to cover us, man, as we go through this process. Father God, we thank you so much for your holy word, oh God. And we thank you for us pushing forward and doing what you told each of us to do. Lord, your word says to not despise small beginnings. Your word also teaches us not to put our hand to the plow without being intentional and not setting forth to finish in the name of Jesus, Lord. And Lord, we just ask you, Lord, that anyone out there that is looking forward to starting something, God, that they would start it with the intention of completing it and going forth and doing your will and doing what you have called them to do. Give them the courage, give them the strength, Give them the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to do what you have called them to do. And we thank you, Lord, for everything that you're going to do. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lavelle, for praying us out. We're going to get y'all out of here with the J-Will music song of the day. It's Walking My Freedom by Gerard Brooks featuring yours truly from his album, Praise, Worship, Warfare, Freedom. Make sure someone knows that we're inspiring God's people.